Welcome back to a new episode of the Empowered Podcast. In this series, we spotlight company initiatives that nurture and empower our emphasians. On the podcast, you will hear everyday stories of spirited emphasians from across the organization and geographies. Today, we have with us here one such emphasian, Sandy Kariapa. Hi, Sandy. Welcome to the podcast. Please introduce yourself to our listeners. Hi, Rashvi. Thanks for having me in the podcast. And by the way of introduction, I'm Sandy Kariapa, and I'll lead the data and governance portfolio for Emphasis Next Stops. Thank you so much for making the time to join us today, Sandy. So today we wanted to talk to you about an emphasis principle, which sounds quite different and unusual. The principle that's called work for each other. Could you tell us what does this really mean? Sure, Rashvi. At Emphasis, we take pride in delivering world-class products and services to all our customers. And that is how we want our customers to associate with us and relate to our brand. In all fairness, Rajshree, much of this cannot be achieved without bringing our workforces together, giving them a sense of purpose to work, giving them a clarity of the project goals, and a very clear safety net to say it's okay to fail. They need to know that how their work influences the end customers, the ultimate consumers of our product services, and how their work is valued by all. With that context, work for each other is the key to this objective we we have here at Emphasis. It's a culture, it's a bond for success, and at Emphasis, I've seen this culture in action many times. And what this does for us is it's it fosters positive synergies in the workflow forces at all levels. It brings in a culture of teaming for success by eliminating the conventional hierarchy-based approaches. It promotes a culture to tell the team members, raise your hand for success, which simply means shout out and we will help you effectively solve the problem. Right. So basically what this principle does is it looks at collaboration and teamwork, but through a different lens. So Sandy, this takes me back to what you were saying earlier. You were saying it's a value that's now a part of the organization's work culture, which enables success. So how do you think this initiative reflects the work for each other principle? Absolutely, Rajshree. And let me walk you through the process, which is quite a principle by itself that we very strongly follow in the organization at a leadership level as well. So firstly, we start incubating this culture at a very grassroots level. We believe our team members need a sense of purpose so that they can contribute to the larger goals. We also help employees understand and believe that customer experience is not just at the delivery of an independent goal or delivering individual performances, but it's as a group, as an organization. So it involves all of us. We also help employees identify the opportunity areas through coaching, and we solve those opportunities using curated L&D objectives to help them bridge the gaps that they have. And it's a part of the process right from day one when we onboard our new staffs. We work to understand the learning styles of people. We provide them with stretch targets. We, we mentor them to empower them and, and give them a very strong foundation in what we want to achieve as a group. Apart from these things, we also have processes in place that reiterate these customer-centric values. We have seen that it promotes ownership amongst the teams and they are more proactive and are ready to take on, on various challenges. And like I mentioned earlier, Rajshri, we believe in teamwork. So we appreciate it when employees seek help and promote a culture 
of raise your hand for success to ask questions and get the help required to deliver excellence. We also reward and recognize team members who foster teamwork and help inquiries, handoffs and assuring quality assurance. Wow, I think that was a really comprehensive view of how this initiative works. And it's great to see that not only is it introduced on day one, but it's something that's reiterated throughout an employee's tenure. So how has this initiative helped you or your team, Sandy, in the projects that you work on? Sure. I can tell you about a recent example where we had to cater to a very difficult customer, Rajvi. It was a brilliant three-week turnaround that brought the team and, and, and the teams together like a tribe, like a group. We all had common goals, which was, the pro- which was for the project success. We started a forum to promote openness and to help us understand issues the teams were facing, which were then remediated. We also had constant coaching to solve hurdles. Overall, it was a very brilliant experience. The culture has also been part of our workforce and work culture for a while now. Let me give you another example of another customer, Ashri. We've been working with them for about 20 years now, and it's not easy building and maintaining a relationship for such a long time. It is tough to sustain such engagements, especially when you work in a multicultural business platform involving 15 countries. There will be obstacles, and we appreciate these challenges that come from such business dynamics. It could mean different customer contacts, different expectations, different challenges, different personalities, and different law of the lands. The work for each other culture model simply solves this for us. We have a vast workforce of over 600 employees handling this customer, and each team member knows what they're delivering as they have curated goals by the country and the engagement. They know how to support someone seeking help, and they all know that Help is just around the corner. They just need to stand up and put their hands up. This sounds really remarkable, Sandy. And to be able to keep this kind of engagement going for a client for such a long time, uh, it's it's clear that it's definitely a value add for the end client. So what are some of the other benefits that your end customer stands to gain? Absolutely. We've, we've seen improved customer engagements relationship with our products and services. We've seen complex work being trusted and handed over to us, while conventionally such kind of work was retained onshore within their organization as core to their business. We've also sustained and improved CSAT and ESAT metrics uh, and, and other key metrics that our customers and employees tell us how they value us. During the pandemic, where globally organizations experienced an erosion of knowledge because of unpredicted attrition, we've seen positive knowledge retention and services being resilient because of such models that we adopt in our grassroots level. Wow, this is really fascinating, Sandy. Thank you so much for your time. Um, As collaboration among team members becomes more complex in today's agile and disruptive world, um, I guess what we can take away from this is that the fundamentals that Emphasis has is really the best way to guarantee success. Absolutely. And just a friendly nudge, raise your hand for success. It's just relevant for everyone. It was a pleasure to have done this podcast with you. Thank you so much, Ashri. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Satan. We will be back with another episode of the Empowered Podcast to take a look at a different EVP principle very soon. So stay tuned.